0: Welcome back to Fill in the Void with Josie. I'm your host Josie, and I'm happy to have you in my corner of the world for a little while. I'm back with another Sunday Book Talk where we're reading from New York Times best-selling author Lovie Ajayi's second book, Professional Troublemaker, The Fear Fighter Manual, as we explore the theme of fear throughout this season. Let's get into the next couple chapters. So we're discussing chapters 12 and 13 today. Chapter 12 starts off with a scathing rebuke. Lovey says, fire yourself. Listen, I feel as if everyone struggles with this idea of control to a certain extent. Do you recognize where in your life you fear not being in control? Because control sometimes has a way of creeping in in the smallest, most insidious manner when you're not careful when you're not you know alert next thing you know your neck is tight (laughs) because someone isn't doing something your way or something is going something isn't going the way you'd particularly like talking about you got a creak in your neck not know not understanding why you're not sleeping well (laughs) it's because you need to let go (laughs) a lot of times we want to control everything because we think we're the only ones who can do it well but listen here listen here it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. It won't kill you. It might, in fact, relieve you. <laughs> it might help you. <laughs> I recently asked a friend for help. And this isn't, this isn't a particularly happy ending. Because that's also the reality of the matter. Sometimes you'll ask for help and, you know, people won't necessarily come through. And that's okay. Ask still. So I asked a friend for help with this podcast, actually. Because, listen... Those who know me know that when it comes to editing this thing, whoo, anyone who is an editor, actually, whether you're editing audio content, video content, whatever it is you're editing, long form, short form, editing is not for the faint of heart because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of you, from you. <laughs> so it definitely helps to enjoy what you're doing. And then on top of that, I decided to give myself two episodes a week to edit what here I am almost at the end of all of this and I'm just like what was I thinking (laughs) anyways last week was pretty my plate was pretty full and so I just couldn't I couldn't anymore and I reached out to this friend and I was even willing to compensate them because I recognized that you know Not everybody's going to do something just out of, quote, unquote, the kindness or the goodness of their heart. You know, time is everything. It's the only thing you really can't get back. So I was willing to compensate. And I reached out and I asked if they could help me by just editing um, one episode. This child (laughs) was like, "Ah!" this person decided this was the time to try to teach me a lesson. Mind you, I've never asked this friend to do anything related to this podcast other than listen, of course. (laughs) But sometimes you'll ask people to help and they won't come through, right? And that's disappointing, right? It's okay to feel, to be in your feelings about it. Don't ignore how you're feeling. Don't try to overlook how you're feeling. That's how things escalate and that's how resentment kind of settles in you, right? But recognize it for what it is. People have the right to say no to things that you ask. And that's fine. But that shouldn't permit you to use it as some sort of confirmation bias. Where you justify why you never ask for help to begin with. And sometimes it works out in your favor. It can be a blessing in disguise. In that moment, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> but as they say, a lot of times we connect the dots looking backwards, right? It just shows you maybe you're not asking in the right space, right? For me, I was thinking, okay, well, there are plenty of people who offer services to edit podcast episodes, and I know that. And just yesterday, I came across another directory of POC audio editors, right? Right on time. (laughs) See, I was looking for someone who could simply help me out quickly in a pinch. Instead, I got a lecture. A lesson, if you will. <laughs> when we allow people to help us, though, we allow them to show us their love for us. It could be a slippery slope of, oh, you know, if someone's helping, then if someone chooses to help, then they love you. If they choose to not help you, then they don't love you. No, no, no. Don't go into that thought process. Don't don't let that be what you start to believe. Just allow people to help you because sometimes for them, showing Love means showing up. I recently came across this Twitter thread where couples were sharing how their significant other has come through for them. One response completely blew me away. The person said, one of the things they love about their person is how they hold them up both physically and emotionally. And for some reason, that really resonated with me but this can only happen if you open yourself up to it. I'm currently reading myself because (laughs) I definitely have to work on like opening up or just accepting people's signs of love and seeing that, oh, what they're doing is actually a declaration of how much they care for me, how much they love me. Maybe you see yourself in this as well. Whether personally or professionally, no one should be an island. You don't have to do it all, all by yourself. You don't have to do bad all by yourself. If you can, okay, great. But like, uh, are you tired? Are you weary? Allow yourself to rest. (laughs) Okay, you're hearing me say this and you're like, I know I shouldn't be doing everything alone or trying to be everything to everyone, but how do I change this, Josie? Don't ask me. I said, we're reading through Lovey's book. We're reading through her manual, right? She doesn't call her book a manual for nothing. So here's some tips that she shares. She says, create systems that can remove people who very clearly don't need to be around you, right? Look for the people who consistently and repeatedly show up for you and let them in. This is a two-step process. You're looking for people who show up. They're consistent. They do it repeatedly. Sometimes they even do it without you having to ask. They're just there. You're like, dang, why you always... (laughs) why y'all were so close? (laughs) How you know I needed that? Because they listening, because they paying attention to you, because they care. And now step two, part two of that is let them in. Let them help, okay? Second, give yourself grace because you're not gonna get it right the first time. When we talk about firing yourself, you're not gonna get it right the first time. Hiring other people, you're not gonna get it right the first time, right? People will still fail you. And that's not necessarily on you. Give yourself grace in the process. Third, accept that people may fall short. Sometimes it takes, not sometimes, all the times. (laughs) It takes reflection to see where the gap was. Was it maybe in the direction that you gave that caused them to fall short or not necessarily do the thing the way that you wanted it to come out, right? Are they or maybe they aren't actually as skilled as they professed. Or maybe it's something else, right? Take the time to analyze that, reflect on that. Don't overthink it, right? See what you can see what you can find out. Do your best to fill that gap because that's all part of the learning curve. And again, this is personally and professionally, right? This is what we mean by living life. Simply put, forgive, retrain, fire. Personally, professionally, all that. (laughs) And then say no to guilt. No one says you have to carry the world on your shoulders, not even your world. You do your best and accept that you cannot control outcomes. You can't control how people react. You can't control how things turn out. You do your part. And there's that quote, I, I don't know if it's Paolo Coelho who said this or, you know, this this quote that's gone around in the uh, spiritual circles where it says, Accept what is or accept what has happened as if you had chosen it, right? So you do all that you can do, all that is within your capability, jurisdiction, control, and then you release it and you accept it as if you have chosen it. And then you re- you rinse and repeat. <laughs> and finally, this prayer of lovies is powerful. Whenever you find yourself in a new space, she suggests you pray, please let my helper find me or let my helpers find me. Let me not miss the right connection I am supposed to make. Let me not miss the reason I am here. You're not always quote unquote true to this. Sometimes you are new. To this <laughs> give yourself the grace to learn the skill of firing yourself and building the right tribe around you as for chapter 13 we're admonished to take no shit. stop fearing shaking the table okay because some tables need to be shook <laughs> one of my biggest takeaways from this chapter is lovey's distinction between What it means to be nice and what it means to be kind. She says, niceness might mean saying positive things, but kindness is doing positive things. Talk is cheap, yo. (laughs) Being thoughtful and considerate, prioritizing people's humanity over everything else. In a world where you're told to be nice, be kind. And that starts with yourself. Speaking up, standing up, leaving rooms, choosing courage, whatever it looks like for you. This idea of always taking the high road is not always beneficial. In fact, it's the very thing that makes you lose yourself. Lovey aptly says, some high roads need to stay under construction. Because there's a thin line between being nice and enabling BS. Something that is so freeing is realizing and understanding that your needs and wants are valid even when you stutter and stammer to express them, or you just don't express them neatly. You know, it makes me think of this internship I did one summer. There was this girl on um, on my team who would always share what she was thinking, no matter what, always sharing. She'd always be like, you know what? I think, mm, I think, what about, hmm? <laughs> The team would be so tired of hearing what she had to say because she never not shared. It, it was never a point. It was always, you know, is there anyone who has not shared? That, was, that question was never asked to her <laughs> because she had already shared her points. And sometimes there would be no consideration for others as she shared. She just had to get it out. But looking back, listen, she did what she had to do. She, she decided she wasn't going to just carry the weight of whatever she wanted to share but she was trying to have the group figure it out together. And I think that's an interesting perspective to have, to take on it, instead of being like, oh, this person's so annoying, they're always saying this, always saying that. It's like, well, you know, if no one else is bringing anything to the table, at least somebody is, right? It was an interesting lesson for me in speaking up for whatever you want to see, no matter how crazy it may seem, or no matter if you If people perceive it as, ah, this person's always talking, 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 talking. (laughs) This person's never, you know, making space for anyone else. I mean, I definitely think it's important to make space for other people to speak. But in moments where you realize that no one is speaking, speak up. Or when you, even if you think that your idea may seem nonsensical, crazy, absurd, that's in your head. Let other people, especially if you're working on a group project. Let other people decide sometimes. Sometimes it is crazy and it, you know, won't pass through or won't make it to the end. And sometimes it may just be the idea that comes up, that becomes that epic project, right? Sometimes the kindest thing you can do is speak up for yourself, for others. Because being kind means being compassionate. And compassion is love in action. When you're moved with compassion, that means you're moved to action. This life will be messy. Life is messy. The sooner you accept that, ironically, (laughs) the smoother your life can be. Because in a way, you're now going with the current instead of vehemently fighting against it. You now understand a bit more what it takes. You're going with the flow, not in a passive way, but in a way where you're actually a participant in your life, a participant in this life. Lovey leaves us with this. A life well lived is not one where you made sure the rooms you were in didn't have friction. A life well lived isn't about plastering a fake smile on your face. A life well lived is not about how many people you did not upset. A life well-lived is one where you commit to being kind, where you connect your humanity to that of others, and it shows in the way you move throughout the world. My challenge for you all this week is one lovey shares. Betray yourself less this week by being deeply kind. But take no shit. That's a wrap for this book talk i hope you'll keep tuning in every sunday this season as i discuss professional troublemaker the fear fighter manual because sometimes you just need a guide to get you from where you are to where you want to be another episode or two (laughs) drops this wednesday make sure to tune in just because this book talk is over doesn't mean the conversation needs to be Reach out on Instagram at fillingthevoidpod and let me know how you're taking up space or dreaming audaciously. Essentially, how you're facing fear this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to share it with either another person in your life who's reading this book or should be reading it. Let them know we're filling the void with Josie, y'all. Have a good one.